0: Hello and welcome to a new Minnesota of Coaster Kings A through Z. This is Sven, and the letter of the week is J for Joris and the Draak. De Efteling zoekt drakenstrijders. Bereid je voor op een spannende strijd tegen de Draak. En tegen elkaar. Kom naar de nieuwe houten racerachtbaan Joris en de Draak vanaf 1 juli in de Efteling. Once upon a time, in 2010 to be more precise, for the second time in the Benelux, a great coaster's international woody opened. Well, second and third, as Efteling opened the first dueling one of GCI in Europe. After the removal of the Intamin wooden coaster Pegasus, the park felt the need to replace it as the ride experience wasn't all that great anymore. At the time, it was the first demolished roller coaster at Efteling. The park chose to replace it with a new family wooden coaster, but wanted a dueling one due to its uniqueness in the region. The only other two dueling wooden coasters in Europe stand far from the Netherlands, namely Stampida at Portaventura World. One could also count Grand National at Blackpool Pleasure Beach, but with its Mobius design, it is only one roller coaster. Compared to Pegasus, the new coasters would be higher and faster, reaching a top speed of 75 km per, per hour. And so begins the story of Joris and the Drak. Although inspired by the original tale, Efteling chose to write their own version of the story. A fearsome dragon lived in a swamp near a kingdom. It had a deal with the king that as long as they brought its sheep every day, the dragon would not attack. One day, however, there were no sheep left in the kingdom. The king himself went to visit the dragon to tell the news as ruler of the kingdom. The dragon reintroduced himself by spitting fire. I am the ruler of fire, after which it also slapped its tail hard into the water, which caused a wave that knocked over the king. I am also the ruler of the water. The king told the dragon that there were no more sheep and he offered other foods instead fish, meals from the royal kitchen, anything the dragon desired. It replied that every morning it wished to have a young girl. Stunned by the request, the king returned and gathered his people. He announced the bad news that from now on they would have to bring a girl. But in the meantime, he offered 1001 ducats to the one that could slay the dragon. Everywhere in his kingdom, he hung up a rather familiar announcement. Undaunted dragon hunters, listen to your king's demand. The one who slays the dragon receives 1,001 ducats in hand. Attack the beast, let's make our last stand. Terrible times followed, as many girls were lost, but also many strong men who tried to slay the dragon unable to defeat the beast as their swords broke on the strong dragon scales. The girls were selected by drawing names each morning of all the girls in the land. This included the king's own daughter. And one morning it was her name that was drawn and the princess would be next. The king promised that on top of the money, the dragon slayer would be able to marry his daughter and become the future ruler of the kingdom. A bit later, a young guy came towards the king who had travelled from a far land, Yoris. Nobody believed that he could do it, but there was not much hope left to save his daughter. As he arrived near the dragon, he introduced himself as the true ruler of fire and water. He claimed to have put the water of the ocean on fire. The dragon didn't believe it, but as it watched towards the ocean, it could see a red glow not realising it was the sunrise. He stretched even further to see until he felt an enormous pain. Joris had struck the dragon's weakest spot and it pierced its heart. And so, he saved the kingdom and became the future ruler. At least, that was what everyone expected. Joris, however, explained that his heart already belonged to someone else and that the money could be given to the people of the kingdom. And they lived happily ever after. Our story continues however with the construction of the ride. It didn't go as smoothly as expected. At the start they had issues with the foundations which were quite complex. The goal was to ensure that they were hidden as the ride would be part of the landscape. The next hurdle was the snowfall and cold temperatures during the winter which made it quite impossible to continue the foundations. Great Coasters International couldn't continue building the coaster as well due to that issue. To maintain the opening date of July 1st as announced in every campaign, Efteling started building tents with heaters over the areas that still needed concrete. Another issue was the construction of the lift hill, as iron pieces were still sticking out from unfinished foundations. To continue working, they built a stage floor on top of it, to have the necessary workspace to construct the wooden frames that way they could reduce the time loss and in february 2010 they reached the highest point of the ride which is 22.1 meters 72.4 feet the wood used for the ride is yellow pine wood which is quite sturdy due to its long wood grain gci brought all the uncut wood beams to the park and then cut them there as it is their way of erecting a wooden roller coaster. Right before opening, the most thematic element got installed. The dragon. Of all the dragons at Efteling, it is definitely one of the most spectacular ones. The two coasters each have their own name. Vuur, which translates to fire, and water, quite similar word in Dutch and English, water. While riding, there are two effects that symbolize the two tracks. The dragon spits fire near the fire track, and the splashing tail in the water for the water track. Unfortunately, that effect hasn't been working for years. Both sides are 787.9 meter long and start off with a similar lift hill, mirror turn and then drop. Many GCI wooden roller coasters have a fly-through section in the station, where you can see the train passing by. Here, they chose for a different approach, because both coasters pass on top of the station. Then the coaster separates for, for little drops, passing by the dragon, until they reach the far end on top of the lake. Here, two mirror turns bring back the two trains close to each other, after which the final hills separate them again until the finish. The station of Joris and the Draak has its own name, Het Tuighuis. The place where knights get suited up to go and challenge the dragon. It is filled with many props, some of them were bought at a local night shop. And when I'm saying a night shop, I don't mean shops open at night, but I actually mean a medieval night shop. After the race, the winner train enters the station first, where flags go down to greet them with cheers. While the loser train enters later, and you can hear an awe oh! sound of the villagers. The ride is situated in the Ruigrijk area of the park, close to the Vliegende Hollander and Python. It definitely remains one of the guests' favorites, as it usually has long queues, despite a technical capacity of 1,750 riders per hour, thanks to four trains. A fifth train was added in 2019, to improve capacity while one of the trains is down for maintenance. The family thrill coaster appeals to many guests due to its thrilling yet acceptable character. Still, if smaller guests cannot ride it, since 2020 they can ride the Mack-powered dueling coaster Max & Moritz, which replaced the former Intamin bobsled coaster Bob. Keep in mind that from time to time, Joris and the Drak suffers from technical issues as Efteling operates every day of the year. Also, be sure to check out the maintenance calendar to see when the ride is scheduled to be down. A final tip, Joris and the Drak isn't a bad choice to start or end the day with, or check out the single rider queue during regular operations. Thank you so much for listening. Visit thecoasterkings.com for exclusive park updates and a full range of coaster and park-related merchandise. And please make sure to follow and rate Coaster Kings Radio wherever you're listening. For Coaster Kings Radio, I'm Sven Popelier, and join us next week for another installment of Coaster Kings A through Z.